Chapter 27 The Swiftness of Life Let me speak to you about the frailty of human life, the fleeting nature of time, how swiftly it passes away, how soon we will all fade as the leaf, and how quickly the place that knows us now will know us no more forever. The Apostle James asks, What is your life? James 4.14. And, thanks to inspiration, we are at no great difficulty to give the reply, for Scripture, being the best interpreter of Scripture, supplies us with many very excellent answers. I will attempt to give you some of them. It is a common fact that although life to the young man, when viewed from his perspective, appears to be long, to the old man it is ever short. To all people, life is really only a brief period. Human life is not long. Compare it with the existence of some animals and trees, and how short human life is. Compare it with the ages of the universe, it is just a moment. Especially if we measure it by eternity, how short life seems. It sinks like one small drop into the ocean, and it becomes as insignificant as one tiny grain of sand upon the seashore. Life is swift. If you want to picture life, you must turn to the Bible, and we will walk through the Bible gallery of old paintings. You will find its swiftness spoken of in the book of Job, where we are furnished with three illustrations. In the ninth chapter, in the twenty-fifth verse, we find, Now my days are swifter than a post. Most of us are familiar with the swiftness of post transportation. Sometimes, in an emergency, I have taken post horses where there has been no railway, and I have been amused and pleased with the quickness of my journey. But since there can be no allusion to modern posts in this ancient book, we must turn to the manners and customs of the East. In doing so, we find that the ancient monarchs astonished their subjects by the amazing rapidity with which they received intelligence. By well-ordered arrangements, swift horses, and constant relays, they were able to attain a speed which, although slow in these days, was a marvel of marvels in those slower ages. To someone in the East, one of the greatest ideas of swiftness was that of a post. Well does Job say, Our life is like a post. We ride one year until it is worn out, but there comes another just as swift, and we are carried by it, and it is gone. Then another year serves us for a steed. We pass post house after post house as birthdays successfully arrive. We do not loiter but vault at a leap from one year to another, and still we hurry onward, onward, onward still. Our life is like a post, not like the slow wagon that drags along the road with tiresome wheels, but, like a post, it attains the greatest speed. Job further says that his days are passed away as the swift ships. Job 9.26 He increases the intensity of the metaphor. If anything could excel the swiftness of a post in the mind of someone in the East, it was the swift ship. Some translate this passage as ships of desire, that is, the ships are hurrying home, anxious for the haven, and therefore spreading all its sail. You may well conceive how swiftly the sailor flies from a threatening storm, or seeks the port where he will find his home. 
You have sometimes seen how the ship cuts through the waves, leaving a white furrow behind her, and causing the sea to boil around her. Such is life, says Job, like the swift ships when the sails are filled by the wind and the vessel dashes on, dividing a passage through the crowding water. Swift are the ships, but swifter far is life. The wind of time carries me along. I cannot stop its motion. I may direct it with the rudder of God's Holy Spirit. It's true that I may take in some small sails of sin that might hurry my days on faster than they would otherwise go, but, nevertheless, like a swift ship, my life must speed on its way until it reaches its haven. Where is that haven to be? Will it be found in the land of bitterness and barrenness, that dreary region of the lost? Or will it be that sweet haven of eternal peace, where not a troubling wave can ruffle the restful glory of my spirit? Wherever the haven is to be, that truth is the same. We are like the swift ships. Job also says that our days are as the eagle that hasteth to the prey. Job 9.26 The eagle is a bird noted for its swiftness. I remember reading an account of an eagle attacking a fish hawk that had obtained some treasure from the deep and was carrying it toward the sky. The hawk dropped the fish, which fell toward the water. However, before the fish had reached the ocean, an eagle had flown more swiftly than the fish could fall, and, catching the fish in its beak, the eagle flew away with it. The swiftness of the eagle is almost incalculable. You see it, and it's gone. You see a dark speck in the distant sky. It is an eagle soaring. Let the hunter imagine that he will overtake it on some mountain's craggy peak, but it will be gone long before he reaches it. Such is our life. It is like an eagle hurrying to its prey. It's not merely like an eagle flying in its regular way, but it is like an eagle rushing to its prey. Life appears to be rushing to its prey. The prey is the body. Life is always flying from unappeasable death, but death is too swift to be outrun. As an eagle overtakes his prey, so will death. If we require a further illustration of the swiftness of life, we must turn again to Job, upon which I will not dwell. It will be found in the seventh chapter. Job says that it is swifter than a weaver's shuttle. Job 7, 6, which the weaver throws so quickly that the eye can hardly discern it. Job gives us a still more excellent metaphor in the seventh verse of the same chapter, where he says, O remember that my life is wind. Job 7, 7. This excels in speed all the other illustrations we have examined. Who can outrun the winds? Proverbially, the winds are rapid. Even in their gentlest motion, they appear to be swift. But when they rush in the tornado, or when they dash madly on in the hurricane, when the tempest blows and destroys everything, how swift then is the wind! Perhaps some of us may have a gentle gale of wind, and we may not seem to move so swiftly. With others, though, who are only born and then snatched away to heaven, the swiftness of it may be compared to the hurricane which soon snaps the ties of life and leaves the infant dead. Surely our life is like the wind. Oh, if you could only understand these ideas! You know we are all really in motion. This world is turning around on its axis 
once every twenty-four hours, and besides that it is moving around the sun all three hundred sixty-five days of the year. We are all moving. We are all speeding along through space. As we are traveling through space, so we are moving through time at an incalculable rate. Oh, what an idea it is, if we could comprehend it! We are all being carried along as if by a giant angel with broad outstretched wings, which he flaps to the wind, and, flying before the lightning, he makes us ride on the winds. The whole multitude of us are hurrying along. Where we are going remains to be decided by the test of our faith and the grace of God, but it is certain that we are traveling. Don't think that you are anchored and steady creatures. Don't think that you are standing still. You're not. Each moment your pulse beats the funeral marches to the tomb. You are chained to the chariot of rolling time. There is no bridling the steeds or leaping from the chariot. You must be constantly in motion. We have abundant illustrations concerning the uncertainty of life. For what is your life? It is even a vapor. That appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. James 4:14. If I were to ask for a child's explanation of this, I know what he would say. He would say, "Yes, it is even a vapor, like a bubble that is blown upward." Children sometimes blow bubbles and amuse themselves by doing so. Life is even as that bubble. You see it rising into the air. The child delights himself by seeing it fly about, but it's gone in a moment. It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. But if you ask the poet to explain this, he would tell you that in the morning, sometimes at early dawn, the rivers send up a steamy offering to the sun. There is a vapor, a mist, an exhalation rising from the rivers and brooks. But very soon after the sun is risen, all that mist is gone. Therefore, we read of the morning cloud and the early dew that passes away. A more common observer, speaking of a vapor, would think of those thin clouds you sometimes see floating in the air that are so light that they are soon carried away. Indeed, a poet uses them as the picture of feebleness. Their hosts are scattered like thin clouds. Before a Biscay gale. Footnote: This is from the Battle of Ivory, a poem by Thomas Babington Macaulay, eighteen hundred to eighteen fifty-nine. The line from the actual poem is: "Their ranks are breaking like thin clouds before a Biscay gale. The winds move them, and they are gone. What is your life? It is even a vapor." That appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. So uncertain is life. If you read the sixth chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes, you will there find life compared to something else that is even more fragile than a vapor. The wise man there says that it is even as a shadow. Ecclesiastes six twelve. What can there be that is less substantial than a shadow? What substance is there in a shadow? Who can lay hold of it? You may see it, but the moment the person goes away, it's gone. Yes, and who can grasp his life? Many people depend upon having a long existence, and they think they are going to live forever. 
but who can calculate upon a shadow? Go, you man who says to your soul, Eat, drink, and be merry, I have much goods laid up for many years. Luke 12, 19. Go and fill your room with shadows. Go and pile shadows up and say, These are mine, and they will never depart. However, you say, I cannot catch a shadow. No, and you cannot depend on a year, for it is as a shadow, which soon melts away and is gone. The prophet Isaiah also furnishes us with a comparison, where he says that life is like a thread that is cut off. Mine age is departed and is removed from me as a shepherd's tent. I have cut off like a weaver my life. Isaiah 38, 12. The weaver cuts off his thread very easily, and so his life soon ended. I could continue my illustrations at will concerning the uncertainty of life. We could find perhaps a couple dozen more examples in Scripture if we would look. Take, for instance, the grass, the flowers of the field, etc. Although life is swift, and although it is to pass away so quickly, we are still generally very anxious to know what it is to be while we have it. For we say, if we are to lose it while we still live, let us live, and while we are to be here, no matter how short a time, let us know what we are to expect in it.